This episode of the Red Box Report is brought to you by Chesapeake Tees. If you're ever in the need for high-quality custom t-shirts for any occasion, just visit www.chesapeaketees.com to see everything they have to offer, including business or sporting apparel, custom slogan or logo design, fundraising events, and so much more. Help support a small local business, and they'll help you bring your vision to life on a t-shirt. Shipping is always free, and listeners of this podcast will receive an extra $2 off when you enter the coupon code REDBOXREPORT, all one word, at checkout. On top of that, the more shirts you order, the bigger the discount. Chesapeake Tees, a small business with big ambition. Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host Joel Fallon. And this week we're back from a short hiatus to take a look at three new releases for Redbox. Those being Kingsman, The Secret Service, directed by uh, Matthew Vaughn, <laughs> written by comic book scribe Mark Millar. And then we're going to look at Jupiter Ascending by the Wachowskis, starring Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. And we'll finish up with Focus, the con man movie starring Will Smith. And we'll go into our top five con movies. Yeah. Not con like con, <laughs> but, you know, con artists. But, uh, yeah, so we had the hiatus due to the birth of my son. He's happy, healthy, he's around. Congratulations. Keeping me up at night. You might hear the exhaustion in my voice, but uh, I'm just happy he's here and he's doing all right. Yeah. He was born at 8.22 a.m. on Wednesday, July 8th at 7 pounds, 6 ounces, 20 and a half inches. Little, little guy. Yeah. Healthy little guy, though. Yep. So, that's fun. <laughs> Makes watching movies a little tougher, actually. <laughs> but, um... So we released a couple bonus episodes to tide everybody over if they needed tiding. I don't know, but we did it anyway. We had our top five patriotic movies to coincide with the 4th of July. And then I actually <laughs> or nearly forgot to release the other one. <laughs> top five baby-related movies. I think I did that on Monday, Sunday or Monday. But uh, you can check those out if you're interested. If not, just glad you're here with us now. So let's get into the reviews. We'll kick it off with, like I said, Kingsman, The Secret Service. This is Matthew Vaughn, the director of Kick-Ass. Um, what else does he mean? <laughs> X-Men First Class. Um, Swordfish? I'm not sure. Or no, Layer Cake. That's what it was. Yeah. But uh, he's a director that I've liked quite a bit of his movies. If not loved anything too much. But uh, this one's starring Colin Firth. And they're what? Like a bunch of M6? Yeah, they're... Well, what they explain in the movie is... British uh, James Bond type guys. Yeah, there's like spy guys, but they're independent from a nation, essentially. Yeah. Or at least a government. So... And the ba- yeah, basically the, there's a new kid on the block, Eggsy, who he... I guess his father was one of them. Was a Kingsman yeah, or something like that? Yeah, that's the impression I got. Like, his father was his partner or, some, or whatever yeah. at some point in time. And 
so he gets recruited to try to become one of these Kingsmen, and there's a whole big um, uh, ordeal with Samuel Jackson, who's trying to blow up the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what were your expectations coming in? Made a lot of money? Yeah, I've heard no, decent things. I don't think it made a lot of money, but it got a lot of surprisingly good reviews. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's basically what I heard was it was a lot better than people expected. And yeah, I wasn't like <laughs> dying pumped, to see it. Yeah. But I wasn't like I've seen the beginning of the movie actually a few times, mm-hmm. or once or twice. Though. Probably like the same night. Right. I tried to watch a movie and I restarted and I just wasn't feeling it. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's okay to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I like Matthew Vaughn. His movies are always at least fun. You know, they got this certain quality to them. So I was looking forward to, to that, and I uh, I like Mark Millar, the comic book writer. His comic books, not all of his uh, movie adaptations, turn into uh, great movies. Yeah, I like Wanted. He wrote that comic book. I like that movie. He I like wrote, that movie. He wrote too. Kickass. I like that movie. I haven't seen it. Kickass too. Not too much. <laughs> you haven't seen Kickass? I don't think so. Holy shit! But uh, yeah, so I was looking forward to it. But the trailers didn't do much for me. Like, I didn't... I thought this sounded like a lesser one of his movies. But, um... Then when the reviews came out, I got a little more excited. So, yeah. I don't know. Up and down expectations. I thought it was a lot of fun. It yeah, was much like a lot of Matthew Vaughn's movies. The cast wasn't bad. It, was, it had a couple real shining moments throughout yeah, the movie. definitely. Um, but definitely yeah, I agree. The, uh, it was a fun movie. Yeah, the premise, it's pretty much uh, wow. cliche, yeah. but uh, I think that's purposeful, obviously, that yeah. trying to comment on those these spy-type movies, James Bond-type movies. It's not really uh, the type of movie to make you think. Yeah, it's not very subtle in its uh, observations, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of really cool action scenes, set pieces. Uh, characters individually, I thought, were pretty cool. Yeah, Colin Firth was awesome. Yeah. Eggsy was kind of cool for that kind of character. He's supposed to be bland a little bit. Because I think yeah. he's your entrance point, you know. Yeah, he's... It's almost like Divergent. He's the... Uh, I don't know. Did you see it, Divergent? No. You weren't forced to see that yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, but uh, a little bit better done than that. <laughs> and yeah, I thought the training stuff was really cool. Like, yeah. getting the kids and then dwindling down little by little. Um... I didn't really care for Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I, just, I liked what he did with his character, but I didn't like his character. Anything to do with the plot. Yeah. And all that. He just seemed to be playing Samuel Jackson with a lisp. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of his performances are kind of like that. Yeah, pretty much. Without the lisp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Probably my favorite scene was when... I think his name actually was James. He like was doing on, going on this mission, and he's doing all this action gunplay. Gets knocked on a door and then gets killed in a crazy uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was very creative. Set the tone. Not sure I quite understand the the girl with the knives for her legs. How she can she just walk around and no one says anything? <laughs> um, but. And the interplay between Colin Firth and Samuel Jackson. That actually was, yeah, pretty, was good. pretty good. The little jabs back and forth. 
they know what each other's up to, but they can't come out and say it, but pretty much are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I didn't think that uh, time did it any favors. I thought it could have been 20 minutes shorter at yeah, least. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. Definitely to its benefit if it was. Yeah, it, it felt like this movie that should have just been a brisk, fun hour and a half, and it was more like an hour and 45. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I mean, with credits, I think it's two, a little over two hours. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. <laughs> <laughs> there is an infamous scene, I believe, in the church. Yeah. That was crazy. That was really nuts. <laughs> I, I think it was my favorite part of the movie. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> it's like it was almost out of a different movie. I Yeah. I, I mean, the... And I almost thought it was the end, too. I yeah. thought it was the end a couple times. It seemed like the movie. climax. Yeah, it was more like the middle. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to do that and cut it off there and set it up for a sequel or something. Yeah. You know, like easy. Yeah, but it, like I was saying, it felt like a different movie, but it, obviously the cinematography and choreographing was like similar to the rest of the movie, but just to be, that was like really bold. Yeah. Whereas all the other choices they were making were pretty safe and by the books. It's, yeah, it's almost like they had two very countered people doing uh, like one type of person is making the movie and another type of person is doing the stunts and yeah. it's crazy I mean the actually social commentary there is pretty good <laughs> like he's killing quote unquote innocent people but they're still they're terrible people oh, yeah. but they're they have you know they don't probably deserve to be massacred <laughs> uh, it's a very uh, very interesting thought provoking like which side are you on type stuff um, I don't think the rest of the movie lived up to that. No, but definitely not. As far as, like, Eggsy, like, when the movie starts, I thought, okay, this movie's all about Eggsy and maybe his relationship with Colin Firth. Yeah, But he kind of gets put to the back burner after a while. Yeah. But I did like the training stuff with him. Yeah, like, after training, it pretty much puts him kind of... Yeah. Like, I've always said on here... I'm a sucker for training montages. And this wasn't even just training montage. This was just like showing the actual training stuff. Like, yeah, like half the movie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he just, was just sleeping in their bunks, and then all of a sudden, a flood, and they're underwater, and they got to figure out a way to survive. Kind of like Hunger Games ish, reminded me of. Yeah, reason. and it, again, Divergent again. Yeah. There's actually surprising some similarities between those movies, but this one's a lot better. <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I don't know, was he supposed to know, like, parkour and be a mixed martial artist the whole time? He was kind of street savvy. Um, I th I mean, in the beginning, he does kind of, like, name off a bunch of things. Yeah. Like, gymnastics champion. Okay. And this and that, growing up. So he was like, you were born to do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then he's, like, drugs and this and that, mm -hmm. stealing cars. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Score-wise, nothing really stood out yeah, to me. Yeah, I didn't even really notice anything, yeah. to be honest with you. All I could Besides, say... Besides uh, that one scene with the music yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. I thought that the final act was not was probably the weakest part. Yeah, by far. It, and that's what I meant by it should have been much shorter. Yeah, it really dragged on. Like I'm like, okay, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. And it really felt like it got pretty generic by the end. Yeah. It's like they used all their creative ideas up yeah. front, and then it's like, oh, shit. Okay, we'll just have them, like, punch each other and shoot each other. We're over budget. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but let's blurt it by uh, shooting a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> but not doing it very well. Yeah, um, I would say overall, I thought it was underrated from what I initially thought without any reviews, but then overrated by the Afterwards, reviews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I would recommend it as a nice, fun action movie. Yeah, it's worth the watch one time. Yeah. I would give it like a seven and a half. Uh, probably a light seven and a half out of ten. I'd probably go with a seven. Okay. Makes sense. And I did say that I wasn't a huge fan of any of Matthew Vaughn's movies. I do like them all for the most part, but Kick-Ass, I probably is, I do love that one. Yeah. That is an amazing movie, and yeah. you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I haven't heard great things about Kick-Ass, actually. Kick-Ass 2 is terrible. It might be the biggest discrepancy between two a, the original movies. and a sequel. Yeah. yeah. I think I own it on Blu-ray, so maybe I'll let you buy it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... And I like X-Men First Class a lot. I I have seen that, or at least most of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's Kingsman, The Secret Service. Yeah. Next up is one of my favorite, surprisingly favorite filmmakers of late, The Wachowskis, um, and Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. You can say what this one's about. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's about a lot. It's basically they wanted to just have... Uh, in-house made new series is what this is what is Jupiter it sending is all about they wanted them to make another series that wasn't a comic book something in made in-house that's what that's what i was reading this oh yeah it's all about well it's not what the movie's about but <laughs> yeah all right i'll give it a go um i don't know yeah the movie is about <laughs> these this one god-like mother who had three kids right three sons and when she died, all her, like, uh, ownership belongings, which are, like, planets and solar systems, yeah. went to the kids, and they're, like, fighting it out for Earth because it's the most valuable, got all this stuff. And Mila Kunis is a janitor who cleans toilets. <laughs> and it turns out, this is early in the movie, so it's not a spoiler, she's, like, the daughter of this woman she or some is, kind of or is, she is reborn. The mother reborn. reborn yes so it is obviously hers to own she doesn't know it but she has all these powers and all this stuff and basically the kid the kids <laughs> are trying to kill her so they can take ownership is that yeah. right yeah and bees are very powerful yeah or no that no, was no. like really <laughs> that was the worst detail in the whole movie I think bees like royalty you can know what royalty is yes yeah, and the royalty can control the bees yeah but what are they they mentioned that pretty much once yeah it, it's pretty much weird scene much. yeah okay. <laughs> and then Channing Tatum is a half wolf half man with wings <laughs> who is her protector for some reason yeah He's like I don't a know, they sort of imply that he might have been either reborn or something like that at new the original one. Yeah, but basically... They don't really... It's not very clear. It's a little bit of Men in Black style where it's like this crazy destruction happens, but then they'll like mind swipe everybody that it never happened. Yeah. And like, so it's, it's, even if yeah. they miss someone, no one's going to believe them. Much like Men in Black, it's like this secret world that's right in front of us, but we just never know it. Yeah. And this whole... Yeah. I mean... 
I was really. I'm not even. Uh, expectations. I, I thought I heard it was Wachowski's new sci-fi movie, high budget. I was excited. Reviews were terrible. Yeah. Excitement lessened, and I still thought it was terrible. Uh, not terrible, but really bad. I mean, from the reviews I read, I really thought this was going to be like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it ended up exceeding my expectations, but it ended up being a very hollow movie. They tried yeah. to put all this lore down and make it, you know, you know, you might catch lightning in a bottle and you might have the next big thing, but it just wasn't, it was too convoluted and like, yeah. I don't know, it didn't really, it really felt like they just went through the script and like, all right, we got to add another detail. Exactly. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, talk about a movie that needed to trim some fat because yeah. this was felt really long I don't even know I think it's like two hours felt like three um, yeah it's a solid two hours and there's some decent action scenes and there's some interesting ideas here and there but it just does not come together and it's really disappointing because this is the first thing of the Wachowskis that I've ever seen that I didn't like really even well I haven't seen the Matrix sequels but I love the Matrix I love Cloud Atlas I just recently watched Bound, which I thought was really good. Even Speed Racer, I thought was a good time, and I think it's underrated. Hmm. Uh, and I like Sense8, their Netflix show. So I was like, oh, these boy. guys can do no wrong. Yeah. They can, and they did. Uh, I don't know. I know from the two Matrix movies that they... I'm not trying to say they got lucky with the first Matrix, but... Well, that is lightning in a bottle. Have yeah, it was lightning in a bottle. When yeah. they tried to expand upon it, it really got bogged down in yeah. nothingness. Yeah, that is almost a perfect sci-fi movie. Yeah. And it's like, why would you mess with it? I mean, the third one's worth watching, I think. Just because it ties it all up. But the second one's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's crazy. I have a movie that I absolutely love, and I there's two sequels sitting there, and I just <laughs> never was interested in watching them, even at the time when they first came out. I sort of, it's like Lord of the Rings. Like, some people can like Lord of the Rings, but it's a really long, kind of boring movies. Yeah. No offense. Oh, yeah. I think they're overrated, but, they're, but still really, really good. Yeah, but then there's people that watch, like, the extended cuts, yeah. like the seven-hour versions that just eat every bit up. I could see people with the Matrix doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they are definitely hoping to get out of Jupiter Ascending, something bigger, but... Yeah, Jupiter too much. is descending, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the acting all around is pretty bad, I thought. Especially yeah. the main, like, son, who... Is that the guy who plays Voldemort? No, he was nominated for Best Actor for um, the Stephen Hawking biopic. Ah, okay. He's Eddie Redmayne. He was really good in that. He's really, really bad in this. <laughs> He's like... I, I, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, he yeah. does this weird whisper, weird... It's like Joker-ish, stuff. and then he but yells. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, like it's oh god, it was got on my nerves really bad. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum, I love Channing Tatum. This is not the role for him. Yeah. 
He had to have some depth and his character emotional connection. And he's better when he's like this jokey guy who's just fun, you know? This was. Not I think that the much. best two people in the movie are actually uh, the first two people you see, basically. I'm trying to remember. Um, it's the one son, I think he's the youngest son. And, and the daughter. The, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever she is. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought, like, performance-wise, they were the most solid. Like, yeah. I believed he was kind of a manipulating, spoiled brat, and she was... She was probably the best performance of the whole Yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kunis, I don't think she's a great actress at all, actually. She was just, like, in for the ride on this movie, wasn't she? She didn't do much of anything. No, and I've, I feel like she gets away with being, like, this cute, charming girl. I don't know. I mean, she's great in Black Swan, but... I don't know if she's really uh, yeah. that good. She's like Jessica Alba of, <laughs> of her time. Yeah, yeah, and she's definitely not good out for like, these action sequences. No, definitely not. Channing Tatum, I mean, he can handle the action scenes. It's just the dialogue and the actual performance that yeah. does him. you got to give him some heart to yeah. kind of get with him. You know? This felt like a Channing Tatum performance from like five years ago before he... You yeah, know, became the Channing Tatum we know and love <laughs> when he was doing rom coms and all this terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah start somewhere though. But as far as the progression of the story, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely was like, can't get to the point. Yeah, very meandering. Again, like I did like some of the action scenes, like when they get to that farmhouse. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And some of the Oh, there's char- another character I thought that was good too. Yeah, he was. And uh Yeah, I don't some of the, like the month creature design was cool, I thought. Yeah. The, yeah, the special effects were horrible. Yeah, be, and on a, on a whole they were okay. The score was generic. Yeah. But I don't know, this it was really boring to me. I'm like, yeah, like you said, get to the point. What? I don't understand. Yeah, but still, I don't think it was as bad as it was reviewed. It's boring, but I didn't, like, regret watching it. It's not poorly made. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm really trying to say. It's not a poorly made movie. You can tell these are skilled filmmakers behind the camera, because, like, a lot of cinematography was, was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Just, like, some of the chase scenes where the camera's, like, following them or they're like cha- running towards the camera like yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff like that but for what you know like yeah. you gotta make me care in the story or the characters or something and I didn't care in any of, about any of it yeah this movie was all gloss yeah and it's and the gloss wasn't even that good you know yeah and it, it was a big flop at the box office which is understandable yeah but the terrible thing is so was Cloud Atlas which I loved I like, uh, I don't think I saw. Is that Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom you Hanks. You know, I haven't seen that. It's like one. six different times. I was thinking of uh, Pie. <laughs> but that movie was great, and that was a flop. So now, are they ever. I, I would love to keep seeing them make these sci fi type movies, even yeah. if maybe only one out of every two is going to be. Sci-fi is a hard thing to do. Yeah. You gotta kind of commit, and it can exactly. come off real cheesy because it gets expensive, and you can't like redo much. You gotta just go for it. Yeah, and they're good at it. I mean, they this is their first real misfire, in my opinion. And it just sucks that I don't know if they're ever gonna get the funding to make a expensive sci-fi movie again. Yeah, at least just, for a while. I think 
the style that sci-fi and fantasy is going, like they're moving away from the all CGI, all green screen. Yeah. And I don't think that's what they do well. Like they need to kind of follow a little bit where Abrams step and everyone else for that matter and use real sets with CGI in the back or vice versa. Yeah. See, I would love to see them get one of these Star Wars spinoffs. Yeah. Because in Cloud Atlas, my favorite part, like it, you know what it's about. Like, there's six timelines. It's like a lot of the same actors are in all the timelines. Uh, there's like, fourteen hundreds. Like just it all throughout, and it goes in from the present, and there's even to the future. Huh. It's it's really cool. You really should give it a look. Is it quick. like the Fountain? No, I did not like the Fountain. Yeah. I did our made through maybe thirty minutes. So. But my my favorite part was um, was in the futuristic like it's like a sci fi futuristic world. Yeah. And it looked like a star. It felt like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But it was really good. Like Especially really when they cool. got to that city ideas part. and action. Yeah. Like now that they're making all these Star Wars movies, they need to make one of at least a spinoff. Maybe not a main story arc. Yeah. But, you know what else I was thinking about would be good for them is take one of these big anime movies because that's what I thought of when I went to that city and like the one ship was like a carp like swimming in the ocean and all that and they, they, they kind of made that look at the ships and yeah. I thought that was really cool yeah. and that's what it reminded me of that. And you're right because they keep trying to do these anime type stuff live action and it doesn't work out. These, I think the Wachowskis could do something with that. Yeah, I think it would actually be the perfect. Fits their form. style a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. At least they have Sense8. I think that's getting a season two. Cool. So, I've been hearing great things about it. Yeah. You just got to stick with it. Yeah. It, gets, it starts a little slow, but it gets good. So I would give it a four out of ten, and it pains me to say that. <laughs> uh, I'd give it like a five and a half. All right. That. <laughs> Now let's get to focus. Focus. The Will Smith. I'm sorry, I, I can't remember. Uh, I always, I know what her name. I can see her name in my head. I can't think of it. From Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And uh, she's going to be in Suicide Squad. Yep. I keep wanting to say Numi Rapaz, but that's not it no. because that's the girl from the Girl to Dragon Tattoo. Swedish person. No, she's Australian. <laughs> yes, she's. Uh, very good actress. <laughs> Very good looking. Obviously, yeah. she's great. <laughs> Can't remember her name. I'll look it up. It's really because I'm working on three hours of sleep. But Focus is about this con man, Will Smith, who runs into her, trying to pull a con on him, turns the table around, and then somehow or other, she winds up like, learning under his wing he's te showing her the ropes they're having a little bit of a romance but something happens where they break apart seven years later he can, goes to jail and he's starting to con again they run into each other again etc etc like yeah. are they against each other are they <clears throat> working with each other are they gonna get back together yeah they kind of keep you uh, on the edge this whole movie with that kind of stuff her name is Margot Robbie yeah <laughs> I knew that. But, uh, yeah, it's a very twisty movie. Expectations, I forgot. Okay. Um, I didn't hear the best things, but I heard it was a good first half, bad second half. Yeah, uh, my brother liked it, but I didn't hear 
fantastic things about it, so it wasn't in a rush to watch it. Yeah. I if it wasn't for the podcast I probably wouldn't have even watched it. Yeah. But um I'm not I'm not glad that I did. Really? I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was an alright movie. I kinda oof. I think I didn't I liked it less than Jupiter Ascending. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I definitely liked it a lot more than that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought the like mid to three quarters through the movie dragged out a little too much. Maybe a little bit in the beginning. Or, I don't know. It's hard to kind of keep a timeline on this because it goes through so many years. But, I don't know. I guess at each act, the main parts of the movie should have been trimmed down a little bit. Yeah, another movie that felt really long. <laughs> um, but I ended up like, no, this isn't, is this film called right now? No. Oh, yeah, alright. Well, <laughs> I'll spoil it or anything, I liked the end. Yeah, I did too. I, I liked I did the too. twist on all that. They kind of actually built that up too. Yep, the they did. You don't know it until, <laughs> yep. but, um, I don't know, I kind of like the mind fuckness of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to, yeah. but actually, I thought the second half was better than the first, I, because I felt like the first was just so bad. I didn't really like the second half that much either, but I thought it was at least trying to have fun. And yeah. It was like high, higher paced, like twist after twist after twist, which is one of the problems I had with it. But at least that's like keeping you on your toes a little bit. Uh, I, did, I I used to like Will Smith a lot. <laughs> yeah, now, he's a little. He's in this groove where he does this voice or like the cadence of his voice is just grating to me especially in this movie yeah and his uh his like facial he's the same he's it's like his character from Hitch is his character here yeah he's the smooth talking can't do no wrong I know everything about everything and here's how it is and I am fooling you even when you think I'm wrong <laughs> like I don't know it's just too much it's like the early movies he can be in anymore is when he's like Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Yeah. Like, like even Hang Hancock, the superhero movie. Yeah. I don't true. I like the first half of that when he's like an alcoholic and all this stuff. But then it just turns into he's the superhero. Yeah, and, I agree with you. Like it always has to <laughs> be that with him. Um Yeah, I think I am legend is the last movie yeah, I liked. Me too. I think so. Hopefully Suicide Squad will change it. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. Will Smith is a lot of the problem I have with this movie. Yeah, I think... I just couldn't buy it. Yeah, um, I think, uh... He's too big of a star to be this character. Margot Robbie was... She was great. Definitely the better half of the movie. She was great, especially in, like I said, the second half of the movie. Yeah. When she was going to show an emotion. She... I, I can't believe she's not American, how good she does yeah. the accent. Absolutely. Especially, like, Wolf of Wall Street and into this, but more contemporary, like, whatever you call yeah. it. Regular American. Definitely, man. She's awesome. I just was super bored of this movie. Yeah, they kind of made her a little bit too much of a weak, like, character. Mm -hmm. Like, she was way out of the loop too many times. Like, yeah. Like even when she thought she was kind of on top of the Will Smith yeah. stuff, she wasn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of it was predictable. And a lot of it was like, 
so unpredictable that it's predictable in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, my big thing with here's how baseline for me when I'm watching a movie, you have to make me care about either I don't have to care about everything, but at least make me care about the story or the yeah. characters. And again, it was neither in this case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I did care about her, but she was more of a side character. Yeah, when she was on screen, I was enjoying it way more. I think um, they did a good job explaining in the center of the movie, well, stay like the football stadium. Yeah, they build that like science up. That was an okay sequence, but they didn't pay out. I mean, they paid out from doing what they did, yeah. but they explained it afterwards. Yeah, you would have thought they would have applied that. Exactly. To something else, and they didn't. It was... Yeah, and like you're saying, the filmmaking was kind of basic. Yeah. It's like you said. I think there was a way to make that sequence really, really good. Like yeah. have some kind of splicing of explaining it while it's happening. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but they're the filmmakers. I mean, I do. It's a cool payoff when you see who. Yeah. He's like, pick, just pick out somebody. <laughs> yeah. The way she picks the person out. I thought that was a good payoff yeah. for that one part. Exactly. Though. Otherwise, it was... And it reminded me... Did you see the Magician movie um, with Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Morgan Freeman? Did we review that one? We Magician reviewed it. Me and Casey reviewed uh, no, it a I year or two that. ago. It's Now You See Me. Um, I didn't like that movie. It was very glossy and like just the way they did the magic... You can't believe it because it's all camera tricks. Like, yeah. And with the con, especially when he's first showing her how to pickpocket and all this stuff, you're not seeing it happen. You just see them and he'll like, oh, yeah, here's this. they got this. Yeah. Here, I got your shoe. Like, it could be anything. <laughs> it's not believable. You can't buy it if you're not seeing it happen, you know. Yeah. Or at least if you think you're seeing it happen. And he did a little bit of a better job with that later on, but I was already lost a little bit by yeah. that point. It was sort of a tale of two movies almost in the first and second half. Yeah. I don't know if maybe it would be better as like a television series again. I always say this a lot. But. I don't know. It just would have been a better... I don't know. It, it needed more structure to it. More than just like I thought, yeah. Con Man yeah. and I Got Everyone Fooled. Here's what I think it needed. This is all. This or is all. Um, <laughs> the later character... The last character, you basically set that out. up a little, like yeah. Like even though they set that up, if you would have been in the movie a little bit earlier, it would yep. have been a lot. I know, cooler. yes, for sure. And I did like the ending. Like I thought that was cool. I knew it was coming because I did remember when they said something early in the film. I'm like, there's no way that's not coming back. See, I was losing a little bit, little bit of interest <laughs> in the movie, and then all of a sudden, like it happens. And like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> all this movie needed was a better script. Better director, better actors, <laughs> better. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it, but I mean it had its moments. But I ultimately would give it a four out of ten, a light four out of ten. I'd give it at least like a six. Yeah, I mean a lot of people like it a lot more than me. Yeah, yeah, it's a one of those movies, I guess. But uh, I liked it, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some con movies that at least I did like. <laughs> uh, really good genre, if you ask me. Yeah, strong movies. I had like uh, ten pretty strong 
movies to consider for the list. Yeah, that I would say I actually really, really enjoy and would recommend. <laughs> so you want to start it off? Then? Yeah, I'll start it off with number five, Matchstick Men. I haven't seen it. Uh, Sam Rockwell. I want to say Nicholas Cage is in it. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, but well, I just want to check to make sure it's uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Because I think this is like the movie that I actually started to realize he is a good actor. <laughs> and he could, yeah, he is definitely. It's Nicholas Cage, Allison Lerman is his daughter, and Sam Rockwell is his partner when they do these cons. First of all, I love Sam Rockwell. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, this is when I discovered that Nicholas Cage can be good he, and he can act and. And from here, I went down and watched a lot of the ones he's renowned for. And he's actually, like, in a lot of really good movies. Right. It's like a tale of two actors. He's either the good Nicolas Cage or the shit Nicolas Cage. And there's no like in between. the nickelback of acting for a while. Like yeah. Everything was the same. Yeah. You know? And even, speaking of kick-ass, he's awesome in that. Yeah? Yeah. So, great movie. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. Well, number five is Ocean's Eleven. Honorable mention. Probably would have been my number six. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's sort of like a guilty pleasure type. I don't know. I don't particularly, like, love the series or anything like that, but first movie's alright. It's watchable. I know some people really like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Ocean's yeah. Eleven, I think it's a lot of fun. You know what? I think I always in my head think, when I think of Ocean's Eleven, I'm actually thinking about the Italian job. <laughs> yeah. Like that much. Yeah. I didn't like that one that much. Um, Ocean's Eleven is definitely a lot of fun. You can't go wrong with that cast. Yeah. And the other ones are pretty good, too. I didn't put them on the list. They're lesser, for sure. Yeah. But still, anytime you can see, like, Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Matt Damon in the same movie is pretty cool. My number four is a movie that we got recommended to us for Film Club by Tyler Smith of Battleship Retention. It's Paper Moon. Paper Moon. This is... uh, a nineteen, I want to say it was nineteen seventy-seven, black and white movie about a con artist who he goes around selling Bibles to people for inflated prices. Like he cons them into thinking he goes into like the obituaries and finds someone that's recently passed and goes to their house. Oh, so and so ordered a Bible, and uh-huh. oh no, when they find news. I'm so sorry to hear that. Never mind. No, no worries. And then eventually they'll get them to buy it for an inflated price or whatever. But the real crux of the movie is that in the beginning of the movie, there's this little girl who her mother dies. I think she was a prostitute, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, and she needs a ride somewhere, I think, to try to find her real dad or to go with her aunt and uncle or whatever it was. And they go on the ride together, basically, and it's just their relationship with the card, and there's some revelations, and it's awesome, awesome movie, very funny, and the actor and actress are father and daughter in real life. Oh, really? Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. That's crazy. And I think she won, either won or was definitely nominated for Oscar. So, definitely. Love it. Love it. My number four is Rounders. It's not a, exactly a con movie, but yeah, they, they hustle me. people. For sure. So, awesome uh, movie. 
I love this movie by itself um, in the comedy genre. Yeah. So number four. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. I think I've mentioned it more. Yeah, other, I think um, we talked about it somewhat recently. Um, my number three would be The Sting. A movie okay. I think I've actually talked about somewhat recently as well. This is the... Um, uh, what's his face? Paul Newman and Robert Radford movie where they're both con artists and they just sort of... It's hard to explain. The whole movie oh, yeah, is structured... Movie, actually. The whole movie is structured like a con. The setup, the blah, 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 the blah. But it's just really, really well done in my opinion. Uh, was, I think, a one best picture for that year, 1976, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So, talked about it a lot in the past on the podcast but it's an awesome movie yeah alright um my number three was actually supposed to be rounders but oops <laughs> focus is <laughs> down number three alright wow <laughs> love that movie <laughs> awesome uh, I don't know I, I actually I know of a lot of the con movies but I haven't seen a lot of them oh really yeah well my number two I I was going back and forth with two and three, but ultimately I put The Hustler at number two. This is the pool hustler movie with Paul Newman again. He's great at this. Yeah. He's, it's in black and white. He goes against Minnesota Fats, but Jackie Gleason is like his big rival. And it's just this great look at this guy who's a great hustler, but then he kind of gets in over his head and how he tries to deal with that. No. I When I watched it at the time, it was a case recommended to me for Film Club. I had some issues with the romance angle that's kind of put in there, but as I get away from the movie, I focus less on that and more of the stuff that I loved, so it's yeah. growing in my mind. Yeah, okay. All right, what number are we on, two? Well... Pool Hall Junkies, that's what it's called. Pool Hall Junkies? Yeah. This is uh, not a good representation of my actual one to five, <laughs> by the way. But uh, it's got a... I don't know who any of the actors are, except... Uh, what's the guy that talks for stabbing your sodding iron guy? Christopher Walken? Yeah, he's in it. And it kind of ends up making the... I saw this on Netflix a long... Two, three years ago. Now. Yeah. A little foggy on me, but it's basically like a pool shark type movie, and he ends up being a rich guy that sponsors this kid, uh, kind of like GoPro and stuff. And yeah, it's ups and downs of going through that. Gotcha. Well, my number one is Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I got the same thing. Yeah, yeah. number one is an awesome Leo. movie. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. Greatest game of cat and mouse ever caught on film. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe. Uh, just a hell of a fun movie. Yeah. So good. I think it's Spielberg who directed it. If I'm, I think I want to so. say. It, it's just got everything you're looking for. Even based off of a real guy, too. Yeah. So. Great premise. Great performances. Like, the relationship <laughs> between Leo and, and Tom Hanks is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and all the stuff that he does. Is yeah. Just... You're like... Rooting for both of them in a way. Yeah. It's weird. But such There's a good... a good bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Such a good movie. 
I always remember when Leo calls him on Christmas because he has no one else to call. He calls <laughs> the guy that's trying to arrest him <laughs> and put him away for life. Uh, honorable mentions for me, Ocean's Eleven, Rounders, The Usual Suspects. I've heard of that. You said, oh, man, you don't need that. Yeah. We need to give some film education. <laughs> uh, the Talented Mr. Ripley is a really good movie starring Matt Damon. And The Brothers Bloom. This will probably be last of the ones I've mentioned, but it's a pretty solid con movie uh, by Ryan Johnson, okay. who will be directing episode 8 of Star Wars. Well, yeah. so. Any honorable mentions for you? No. All right. I, guess I haven't seen many Let's get into what else we watched. I think I'm the only one who watched anything. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't watch much either, though. And everything I watched was, like, before the baby was born. Yeah, I'm sort of out of my groove of watching stuff right now. Like, especially Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. kind of had, like, a routine. Routine, yep. I know what you mean. I watched The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. The sequel to the original. Nice. Just... After seeing Jurassic World and rewatching the first one, I'm like, I had some decent memories from the second one. I'll give it a, another spin. It was on like Spike TV or whatever, USA, something yeah. like that. Um, it's not great, but it definitely it has its qualities. I put it about on par with Jurassic World, the new one. Okay. I probably like the new one just a little bit better. It's more of a fun movie to me. I think. They both have a lot of issues, but they make up for it just being cool movies about dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and having, like, it still has cool set pieces. It's more like the in-between. It doesn't work as well yeah, okay. as the original. But I can't remember. I've seen two or three, or maybe both This of them. is the one where Jeff Goldblum's back. His daughter does gymnastics and is, like, kicking uh, raptors as she's on high beams. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some laugh out loud bad moments, but I give it like a light 7 out of 10. And nostalgia is a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> I also watched Here Comes the Boom. <laughs> sounds The great. Kevin James uh, uh, MMA movie. Oh, there's not much to say. It's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. He never translated good to movies. Yeah. The only reason I even watched it was that my brother in law was over and it was just like on TV. Yeah. So. <laughs> We watched it. I hated it. Three out of ten. <laughs> and the only thing I've watched since the baby was born was my wife was kind enough to allow me to order the UFC pay-per-view. UFC yeah. 189. Nice. Huge, most anticipated fights in a long time with the Conor McGregor, the Irish, electric Irish, next big thing, superstar. Uh, fighting for the interim title against Chad Mendes, and then another title fight, Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald. I have to say, this is probably the best UFC pay-per-view I've ever bought. Really? Or seen, even, for that matter. Jeez. The pay-per-view portion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know necessarily about everything altogether, but when you talk about getting your money's worth, this one definitely delivered. Nice. Every single fight, all five fights, were spectacular action fights, bloody ended with a finish like it was just sweet this is what you dream about when you're like when you're getting hyped up to order the fights this not is even, what you're expecting and it almost never happens not even to be uh, too biased but I think the last time I got real excited to watch UFC or like while it was on was uh, the Baltimore one oh yeah there's a lot of good fights in that definitely 
I mean, they tend to be a lot of good fights on on most of the pay-per-views. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. This one had the most hype coming in in a long time, and it delivered more than any yeah, has yeah. in a long time. Uh, Conor McGregor won the interim featherweight championship. They've been hyping out him versus Jose Aldo for a long time now. Yeah. Aldo got hurt and stepped in a guy who a lot of people thought, Conor McGregor, he's a great striker, but he can't wrestle. Bring in one of the best wrestlers in the division, the guy who's only lost to to the champion Aldo, and he knocks him out in the second round. Jeez. So that hype for the Aldo fight is just going to get even bigger. <laughs> uh, Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald, probably one of the best fights I've ever seen, period. Jeez. Just an all-out war going back and forth. Like Lawler almost finishes Rory in the second round. He almost gets finished himself in the third, and then knocks him out in the fifth. Like, just incredible stuff. Wow. And then there was, like, this jump, jumping, flying knee, awesome knockout. Just every single fight was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. If you're into UFC, you were loving it. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get into a little bit of news. Actually got a decent amount, because uh, Comic-Con was oh, last yeah. weekend. So let's start off with Comic-Con. I guess Marvel wasn't there for the first time in a while. So it was dominated by Star Wars, uh, Warner Brothers with DC, and then Fox with Deadpool and X-Men Apocalypse. Did you see anything at all? Not really. And I I usually keep at least one eye on Comic-Con. Yeah. Because they do a lot of everything there. Yeah, I I usually do too, but obviously I was a little busy when this was going down. I was at the hospital... Um, I heard the Star Wars stuff was really cool. Like, didn't spoil anything. They just basically gave a nostalgia trip. Cool. And shared off that they're using practical effects and all the stuff people are looking for. So I'm still jazzed about that. Apparently DC ruled the day. We'll get into them a little more when we get to pre-judgment day. But uh, they seem to be turning things on here. The biggest thing is, whereas Marvel is like, it's all about origin stories and having everything be in this one universe and building from the ground up, you know. Yeah. DC is basically all their movies. It's like everything's already in place. You're you're jumping in right in the middle instead of the beginning. Okay. So it's a different approach. I don't think it's going to be as good as Marvel, but uh, I'm more interested than I was yeah. before I heard some of the stuff. So we'll see. And... Um, with Fox, there was pictures and uh, of X Men Apocalypse. Um, I don't know. Looks like another X Men movie. Yeah, I like X Men movies. So I wasn't huge on them. I, I liked the first one. I thought the second one was okay. Second one. I, I, I don't know. I did. I sort of liked the uh, first class or whatever. Yeah, second X Men movie is probably, if not my favorite comic book movie of all time. Really? One of the top two or three. I think the Wolverine movie, the first one or whatever. Terrible. Ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this isn't that. But maybe the biggest response was for the Deadpool movie. There was a leaked trailer. Oh, really? And uh, I watched it. It was like the worst quality I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Um, it looks pretty cool. He's one of, He was one of my favorite comic book characters when I was reading. He's like the merc with the mouth, this badass, but he's sarcastic he breaks the fourth wall and they're integrating all that into it it's a hard r so it's gonna be awesome comes out in february actually yeah 
Yep. Looking good. So, sorry I don't have more from Comic-Con. It's just a little catching up from behind. Uh, there's a lot of news that came out probably either at Comic-Con or since then. Um, Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World, Speak of the Devil, he's rumored to direct Star Wars Episode Nine after Abrams and Ryan Johnson. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've heard. I mean, from what I hear, you did a good job. The spectacle like part of Jurassic World lends itself. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm sure he'll have a better script. Ryan Johnson is writing the script, so can't be the same level that he was working with with Jurassic yeah. World. Um, I actually saw an interview with him about Jurassic World, and it was sort of set in stone, a general idea. I think the first script he even said, like, if I'm going to do the script, I might as well not do the movie. Yeah. So they really wrote Didn't he basically it. say, I figured... If anyone's going to make this movie, might as well be me. Or something yeah. like that in a dress book. I don't know. I'll give him a shot. I didn't even love his first movie, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, that much. But I don't know. I think by that point, that franchise will be already so off the ground by Abrams and Johnson that yeah. it'll basically be just him following through. And hopefully, hopefully he can pull it off. Yeah. It's just a huge jump up, even yeah. from Jurassic World. Like, because yeah. obviously now it's like one of the biggest movies ever, but at the time when he was making it, it, it wasn't predicted to be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Speaking more Star Wars, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, directors of the Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, they're going to direct the Han Solo spin off movie. God, is that the incentive right now? Do good and get the Star <laughs> yeah, Wars franchise? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And make the money. I don't know if it's like young Han Solo or probably a combination of both. If yeah, if, if they're making, if it's all about him, it's got to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maybe they'll show him on Death's Door and then go through all his greatest hits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like those guys. I like Han Solo. I'll see anything Star Wars. I'm in. Yep. Let's see. Um, the first Amazon original movie has been announced. It's a Spike Lee joint. Chi Rock. Right. Uh, apparently it's going to be about the gang violence in Detroit uh, if, I, if I remember <laughs> I've been saying that a lot tonight I apologize I don't remember much correctly um, let's see Andrew Nichol who directed Gattaca and then a bunch of other crappy movies after that he's going to write the Monopoly movie great do no not pass go do not collect $200 <laughs> Fatal Attraction the movie, yeah, I've never seen it, but um, it's getting re- a reboot, a TV series, TV event miniseries. Oh, 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 I've seen it. That's Michael Douglas Symphony song. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Douglas. I hear good things. So I think that's what. I'm sure the TV reboot will be terrible. Probably. I think we touched on this a while back, but. It's more official now. Ben Affleck is going to direct and star in The Batman in 2018. The follow-up to Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. It might even be after the Justice League movie. I I just saw that he uh, he already acquired the rights to for a movie about the FIFA scandal. Really? Yeah, the guy, he was like basically an American that went undercover for the FBI. Or, not by choice, he was facing life in jail. Yeah. Do it. Get it. But I guess the movie's going to be about him. 
Which would be interesting. He's an eccentric guy. Looks like Santa Claus. So <laughs> that's always a plus. <laughs> um, Ennio Morricone will score the Hateful Eight. Quentin Tarantino's next movie. Uh, yeah. It's the first Quentin Tarantino movie to have an original score. So that's one thing. Huh. And also, it's Morricone's first Western score in 40 years. Jeez. He made a lot of the great classic Westerns scores. Pretty much ba- everything general yeah. bases off of. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. I would have thought Django had one. That whistle. I yeah. guess it wasn't their original. Yeah, exactly. And they put in a lot of modern like yeah. music expertly, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Lastly, there's a live-action Aladdin prequel coming from Disney. God. It might... I think I heard it was the genie's origin story. Live action? Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams back from the dead. I I think some of these things can work with reboot or, you know, like live action, but some Mm -hmm. of them are just not. I would much rather see the cartoon version of Aladdin rebooted or something. Yeah, I know. Like with some really cool animation style. Or just do Aladdin live action. If you're going to do any, like, yeah. Disney movie live action, wouldn't that be one of the most easier ones? Pretty much. Just try to get, like, lessen the my- mystical stuff a little bit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We will see. I did like Cinderella. Let's get to prejudgment day. This is the moment somebody's been waiting for, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of Comic-Con... Um, there was two big trailers released from DC. First one was Suicide Squad, which I thought looked awesome. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool too. I thought I it looked good. Not looking forward to this movie from just other things I was seeing. It looked, I don't know, it just looked really off. But it looks like it's just crazy enough to maybe work. Yep. Margot Robbie looks amazing as uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith and her are back together again. <laughs> He's dead shot. Um, looks better with the mask on, in my opinion. Seems like he's doing that same old voice cadence again, so we'll see. But there's a, a lot of actors, a lot of characters, yeah. including the Joker Jared himself. Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. They had a little cameo of him at the end. Actually, it was one of my least favorite parts of the trailer. Yeah, I was surprised I liked the other characters so yeah. much, but um, I still, I'm not going to doubt until I see it. Uh-huh. You even had a glimpse of Batman in it. Yeah. A little action scene. I don't know. It, I'm not, I don't, shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say awesome, but I definitely raised my expectations. Yeah. Like, it seems like it could be a really fun movie. Just a really cool idea in general. Yeah. Bad guy superhero team, like... I don't know. <laughs> I think something different. Spice it up. Yeah. What's your prejudgment? Uh, prejudgment. Um, I don't know. I think the movie's gonna be like a seven and a half. All right. I'm gonna be confident with an eight out of ten. Oh man. <laughs> Let's move on to Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. We talked about the first trailer uh, when Edgar and Casey were on, and we did the summer box office draft. But this one was different enough. I think it deserves another yeah. another review, prejudgment. This definitely gives a better look into yeah. the movie. That first one, I thought it looked terrible, actually. Yeah, it did not make me want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And this one's a little extended. Has a lot of the same sh footage, a lot of same shots, but the way it's presented, like the score, everything, just made it seem more legit. Yeah. Uh, seems like it's going to be pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still kind of up in the air, but it looks way yeah, cooler. Than it's it a lot of the same ideas and everything as the first trailer, but just, I don't know, the tone of it was definitely improved. Yeah, they, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling they were half-assing this movie for some reason. Yeah, and maybe they were just didn't have the, an idea the of what... The gloss and the polish, I think, just yeah. wasn't on. Maybe they released before. that first trailer a little too early. Yeah. They didn't know what the finished product was. and I think footage was just starting to leak. Yeah. So they put something out. Maybe, yeah. You know, but who knows. I thought Ben Affleck looked good as Batman. Yeah. Um, they're really putting on this big fight between Superman and Batman when I'm pretty sure everyone knows that's only going to be the first half of the movie and then they're going to yeah. become best friends or whatever. Um, you got to look at Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor for the first time. With Is that hair. Who he's supposed to be? Yeah. I, I like Jesse Eisenberg. He looked pretty good there. Yeah. And your first glimpse of Wonder Woman. Yeah. I don't know. It was very, two very short very, scenes. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, costume looks better than I thought. Better, can, can do good as a bad guy though. Luther. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see that. You saw him with the kryptonite, and yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be a big bad. I don't know. I think Doomsday is rumored. Really? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Definitely raise. I I was going to give the first trailer Metro Prejudgment probably would have been like a five and a half. Yeah, like a six or something. Now, I think it's going to be like a seven and a half. Seven with potential to be more I'm going to give it a 7 because I'm still a little bit lower than yeah. uh, Suicide Squad cool yeah DC great job yeah. golf clap for you <laughs> alright and a couple of non Comic Con trailers we have Sisters the comedy starring Tina Fey and Amy Poehler I, basically stepbrothers for girls <laughs> yeah I'm not really big on either one of those two but me either Amy Poehler I like more. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I wasn't the biggest Step Brothers fan. I mean, I thought it was funny, but I think I thought it was overrated. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think it deserves another movie or anything like that. Yeah. In this, I don't know. There was a couple chuckle-worthy moments, but it wasn't the greatest trailer. Yeah. And it's always a good thing with comedies because you didn't. You want them to keep all the best jokes as a surprise yeah. when the movie comes out. So, yeah. I it's mean, almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, exactly. If it's a hilarious trailer, it's like, oh, well, they just used all their good jokes. Exactly. When I see a trailer like that now, where I'm just like busting out laughing, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Shouldn't have watched that. Should have saved <laughs> it for the movie. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It, it could go either way, honestly, I think. Yeah, I agree. My prejudgment is a six and a half out of ten. I'm going to get five and a half. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you think it could go either way. I think it could go any way, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to go the good way. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to Joy. This is a uh, David O. Russell film. He's on a hot streak. He directed Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, the one before that. Yeah. I can't remember, but he's on a roll with like the Oscar type movies, and this movie comes out on Christmas, so you know it's going to be at yeah. least considered. It's that time period. It stars 
Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper yet again yeah. together. Um, as well as Robert De Niro. So they're all back from <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook. Um, they would that Oscar. I thought it was a really good trailer, actually. Yeah. I don't know what it's about exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what the movie was about, but, but yeah, it looked cool. It was just a well-put-together trailer with the music, like how it, it's that, at first, when I first heard, you can't always get what you want, I'm like, oh God, here we go. But then it, it was really cool how it built up and the editing really matched it. Yeah. Looked like, I don't know, it, again, it's hard to tell exactly what kind of movie it's going to be, but you just look at the pedigree and... You have to think it'll at least be pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I'll say eight and a half out of ten. I'll go seven, safe seven. I just have a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling this is going to be one that's like a good trailer, but then when the action movie comes out, it's like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting, and it's even better. Cool. <laughs> so we'll see. And lastly, it was a Netflix original series that comes out in August, Narcos, which is basically... Pablo Escobar's Reign of Terror. Yeah. I guess you would call it. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Florida. I guess Keys. it's cl- Florida, Colombia. Yeah. The whole thing's around. Right. Early 80s with the drug trade, cocaine, and it looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's. Um, HBO was working on a show years ago called Cocaine Cowboys. They're just going to call it that. Seemed like the same basic yeah. premise. I mean, it's it, supposed to be the cops and the bad guys like the wire. It must look like it could have been an HBO show. Yeah. Just the way it was presented. It looks uh, very well made. Yeah. It seemed like it even is going to have some humor in it, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. When you're talking like... I mean, just look at Breaking Bad. One of the most, like, uh, yeah. badass, terrible shit happening shows ever, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I think that's like, a funny thing. Yeah. To, Exactly. Uh, take yourself too seriously. It's kind of goofy, you know. Yeah, yeah. First show, uh, prejudge that. It's a TV show, but I'll say seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go eight. Nice, like it. I'll definitely be checking it out when it hits Netflix. Yeah, me too. Maybe we can do some kind of special uh, review once we watch the whole thing, and if there's nothing great coming out on the yeah. Redbox, I mean, we'll see. Could be interesting. Um, yeah, so that's it. Sorry if it was a little lacking of energy today. <laughs> I'm lacking in sleep. Yeah. And, uh, gotta get back in a groove. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming on the same boat. Not for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> but in theaters last weekend, Minions cleaned up. I did it. 116 million. I think it broke some records as far Should've as... Should have known that was going His animated movies go... So, Edgar, good pick. We'll see, once I do the numbers, if this brings you into striking distance. I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting. The Gallows, which I don't think anybody had, luckily, made ten, $10 million. That'll fade fast. Ouch. Disappointment. Selfless, the Ryan uh, Reynolds yeah. and um, the guy that played Gandhi's... Uh, little thriller did really bad as well with five and a half million not good reviews I don't think anyone had that either so yeah minions ruled the day but in the weekend that we missed excuse me Terminator Genesis the uh, Joel pick bombed 27 million opening weekend terrible reviews 
I think we might just give Casey the championship now. It's like, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not counting you out just yet. Oh. We'll see. But also, Magic Mike XXL didn't do as good as the original Magic Mike. Apparently, 93% female audience for that. Really? Um, apparently, this one gives them more of what they went to the first one to see. Because the first one, you know, girls' night out, let's go see these male strippers. First movie turned out to be like a Boogie Nights where yeah. it's like more serious drama. And apparently this one gives them more what they wanted. So they got it and it got out. And it made $13 million in its opening weekend. But it came, actually, it made more than that. Same with Terminator because they were released on Wednesday before 4th oh, of July. Yeah. So really it probably can inflate both of those numbers. But uh didn't cost a lot of money to make. So another Edgar pick. In the, in the green or the black or whatever you want to call it. So. You like some cheap movies. <laughs> yeah, that was his strategy. We'll see if it pays off. <laughs> on Redbox, on the next episode, we're going to do another double review with no film club. It's two of my most anticipated indie movies of 2015. First, Ex Machina, the science fiction independent movie that's got great reviews. I think it premiered at Sundance about uh, AI, Oscar Isaac stars as this billionaire who created a Google-type company, and now he's working on the best AI that you, money can buy. And it's I've heard like good things. The Turing test is involved. Yeah. I've already watched it. It's really good. So, And the other one is It Follows, a highly acclaimed independent horror film that can't, is coming out. Um, Great reviews again. Uh, this one's about basically an S- a killer STD. Uh, kids have sex, and then there's this demonic spirit that slowly walks you down and kills you, unless you have sex with someone else and pass it to them, and so on and so forth. Jesus. I've seen that one as well. I think both of these reviews will have us a lot to give us a lot to <laughs> talk about, much more than any of the movies we reviewed today. So I'm really looking forward to talking about them. And there's actually a lot of other movies that are coming out for Redbox as well. Bless you. God bless you again. Jeez. <laughs> Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Should we review that instead? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's coming out. I actually saw the first Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Yeah. And it was better than I expected. But mm. certainly not good. Also, Liam Neeson. Another Liam Neeson action thriller. Jeez. Run all night. Get taken. Run all night. Get on an airplane. <laughs> What's it fucking going on? They all blend together. Yes. Also, Unfinished Business, the comedy with Vince Vaughn and uh, the guy, <laughs> Dave, Dave Franco. Yeah. Uh, didn't hear the best things about that, but it's out. a horror movie, The Lazarus Effect. Again, didn't hear anything good about it. Uh, that is also out. And Clouds of Sils Maria, another independent movie that actually I did hear good things about is also out as well. So as always, thank you for listening to us ramble on <laughs> on episode 131 of the Redbox Report. And uh, as always, you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oreo Report. Now on Twitter at the RVR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Subscribe to our Reddit page Reddit.com slash r slash the Redbox Report and on Letterboxd, I am the Oriole Report. As always, thanks for listening. See you next time.
so tired.